Hey, it's Zoe. And I thought it was a good time for a solo sode. Solo sode. It's been a while since it was just you and me chatting. I've been really busy, as you may have noticed, with lots of amazing interviews. And I wanted to just check in. Uh, Check in about what we've been learning, what we've been discovering, what's been going on. So, how are you? How are you actually doing? How are you holding up through this craziness? For me, it's been up and down, that's for sure. I think March was traumatizing. Um, I guess maybe that's a pretty strong word, but it was certainly uh, mesmerizing, if not for traumatizing. And things have been up and down. I've managed to write a book in the meantime. What have you been doing? And it's okay if you're not mega productive. It's okay if you spend a lot of time on the couch eating corn chips with peanut butter and jam. Not saying that I've done that necessarily, but there's been a lot going on. And what I wanted to share with us, uh, with us, with you today is a little bit of my reflections going through the pandemic about what's important to leaders and also what I've learned from the interviews that I've run for the last few months, which have been a lot of experts around different themes. So I thought I'd tie it together and then also tell you about what's coming up on the show, which is some really amazing stuff. So in terms of COVID-19 insights and what it's meant for leaders. This is what I've come to know from my own experience and from conversations with the leaders that I work with. I think it's been a really important time to get clear on what we really want. What do we really want in relationships, in our routine, and in our work? And I think now's the time to gird our loins Is that even the right expression? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But I think what I'm trying to say is now is the time to get courage to really make choices on our own terms, really be explicit about how we want to move forward. Not all of us have the luxury of a solid, reliable job or a solid, reliable business. And this is a different context for you if that's the case. For those of us whose businesses are, are surviving, It's time to get focused on what happens next for us. And I think getting clear on what's most important to us as humans first is the the starting process for, for rebuilding and to reshaping what comes next. I think it's also really been a really important time to get clear on what is what matters most to us for in our family, um, for health. Oh, actually, you know what it is for me? This is what I've discovered what's really most important to me. One is my family, and it may be the same for you. Health, absolutely. Uh, My health has been up and down. I've been through cancer, as you know, you know, 15 years ago. So I'm always mindful of how important it is to manage health. Getting outside and being the outdoors has been a critical thing for me. What has it been for you? Like, what has been the thing that has really been your emotional support through this time? Um, Being creative, that's on the upside of things. Like I've had more space to really discover my creativity and to nurture that writing habit that I have long had, but haven't necessarily enjoyed as a passion. And I thank the course that I did with Stephen Kotler at the uh, Flow Collective Institute. Um, I did a flow, ri- flow for Writers writing course, and it was amazing. So that's been a really big bonus. Um, I think the other thing that's come out for me that's been most important is connecting with friends. So I'm curious about what is it for you? Have you done this reflection about what matters most to you and 
what you really want in your world moving forward. I think now is a really good time to that. In Australia, we're starting to open our doors open a little bit. We're coming back into groups again, and we're starting to eke our way into more interaction. I don't know when and if it'll ever turn return to what it was before. However, we're starting to move it together. We're starting to come together more, and I think this is a great chance for us to get clear and to set new ways of being and doing. From the leaders that I've interviewed and the experts that I've interviewed, God, there were some amazing interviews. And I just wanted to highlight a few that I think were that would be worth re-listening to, or, or if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, to go back and have a look at those. They're all indexed on zoerouth.com. Just click under podcasts. There's a link there to all of our past episodes. And you can just do a search for the names um, that I list. There, we had about four experts on innovation. And I think that's particularly apt as I am doing a whole quarter theme around innovation with my amplifiers group, which is my high level leadership training program, uh, where we look at advanced people stuff skills. And innovation is the theme for this quarter. So the innovation gurus I spoke to was the amazing Charlene Lee. And she has one of my favorite books out that I've read so far this year called The Disruption Mindset. And one of the key takeaways I took from this interview, and it's sort of shown up again in different interviews, is this relationship to change is really important that we get a handle on as leaders, not only for ourselves, but the people that we work with. And our mindset around change is particularly critical. The other author that I interview around this has another mindset book, this, called, this one called The Reinventionist Mindset has a different take than Charlene on the whole idea of mindset as it comes to innovation and reinvention, as Joe calls it. Um, <clears throat> both of them talk about this idea of how we look at change and how we deal with uncertainty. Now, as human beings, we are hardwired to be freaked out by uncertainty. And we need to reframe that so that we stay out of reactive mode when we come up against uncertainty and we get into proactive mode. And so I think really reframing what uncertainty means and reframing it as an opportunity is really, really important. I think the habit to cultivate around this is to lean into uncertainty, is when it all goes gray and murky is to just lean forward, put your shoulder down and your head down and go, we're going to get through this. And that sense of determination, that sense of moving into as opposed to shying away from is one of the mindset pieces and habits we need to embrace as leaders because uncertainty is not going away. There is no clear path forward. There's no end date for the, for the pandemic. So there's all this unknowns and we need to step into that, lean into it. I think that's a really useful mentality to keep in mind. What else? I think the other author I interviewed, or other, actually, he's not an author. He's a leadership expert, Barry Pogorel. What an amazing interview that was. I really enjoyed his insights. And he, one of the key takeaways I took from him is what we need to do in times like this is to make a declaration like the Declaration of Independence. I thought this was such a useful insight to make. It's a declaration, whether it be of independence or declaration of leadership or declaration of focus, it's basically... What do we stand for? What is most important to us? And when the founding fathers of the U.S. Constitution uh, came up with the Declaration of Independence, they didn't know what 
a democratic society would look like. They had no idea. It hadn't been really done before in any kind of long-lasting way, not counting the Roman Senate thousands of years previously. In any case, it was new. And they didn't know how it would all play out, but they knew the principles and the principles of what they didn't want, which is being governed by others, and what they did want, which was governing self, was a key component to that. I think now is the perfect time to do that. Now is the perfect time to say, hey, what are we doing here? What do we really want? And to make a declaration around that without knowing all the finite details, just more the principles of what we're moving into. From there, I think we can write a manifesto. How are we going to behave with each other? And I take this from Charlene's, Charlene Lee's interview where she talks about manifesto. And I think I love this concept as well. It's like we got our declaration. This is what we stand for. Our manifesto is how we're going to be with each other. Uh, what kind of behaviors are we going to live up to? And having a set of, of behavior principles, I think, is really critical. It's really good to motivate and clarify how you want to operate as an individual and as a team and as an organization, because that's what you can hang on to when you go into the murky fog of uncertainty. And the other piece I got from Chris Griffiths, that's his last name, Chris Griffiths from the UK. He's an, uh, an innovation expert as well. And he talked about the principle of creative destruction. And I love this as, a, as an energizing principle. We always need to be mindful of product cycles. Joe Jackman talks about this in his interview. And we need to basically tear down our successful things, reinvent it in order to keep progressing. Because the life cycle of products and services, just when they're the most, they feel like they're most successful, you just want to keep doing that thing, that's the time to reinvent and I love as an example what my Thought Leaders Business School community has done with that. So our typical routine, and I've been in the business school for, this is my sixth year now, was to gather for three to four days once a quarter. And it was a coming together of the tribe. And we all look forward to it. Of course, during the pandemic, we can't do that because <laughs> you can't put 150 people in a room. We will spread germs, uh, specifically the virus if we have it. And we want to avoid that. And <clears throat> so what they've done is reinvented and offered as an online experience, which is what most speakers and trainers are doing, and reinvented how they want to have the community run in the future. So they've answered the question, how can we be more accessible? Since we can't gather together live, how can we be more accessible to people so the community stays alive? And they've broadened their reach. So now the community has expanded globally and people from around the globe can participate. Seems like a simple thing, but it's being, it's leading with questions and leading with questions based on purpose, leading with questions based on making a declaration and a manifesto and creatively destroying what was working really, really well, particularly as bang, we find ourselves in our new context. Okay. The other insight I had from many of the different interviews is that we really need to put people at the center of everything we do. Whether we want to focus on strategy, whether we want to focus on change, it's only by having the lens of people, of doing human-centered leadership, that we can be successful in any way, shape, or form. Um, and along with that, the beautiful interview I did with Margie Worrell, who's published, I think, oh, I can't remember now, five or six books. And her latest book is amazing. And it, she is so raw and so real in her conversations and in her books. It's a pleasure to read her stuff and to listen to her. And her key message is to build your courage muscle. 
every day we have to show up and practice being courageous by being courageous. And I think it's really important to practice being courageous right now. From the little things like calling up someone you haven't spoken to in a while and saying, hey, how you doing? For some, that's a really courageous act. And because we can get just hide away in our own little cubicles of the world, we forget how important it is to reach out to others. So I think that's a really important lesson coming through all of this. And there were some amazing interviews with Craig Dower, Joe Metcalf, and Nick Jans, really experienced seasoned leaders who share their real-life stories at the coalface of what it means to be a leader leading large organizations. Uh, the military, in Nick Jans' case, he's a brigadier and had a long, extensive career in military. And I think that was a really interesting interview to look at the differences in leadership from a military perspective and to debunk some of the myths I certainly knew I signed up for in knowing about um, military leadership and the flexibility you need to have as a military leader. And it's all about the teaming of teams. I think that's a really useful concept. I think it could be really well applied to other organizations as well. Okay, I've got some updates. And then I want to share like some of the really cool interviews that we've got coming along. Um, I may have been mentioning <clears throat> from time to time my new book, my fourth book, People's Stuff. It is coming out probably available middle of July. So that is not too far away. As I'm recording this, the manuscript is with the typesetter, which is the step before it goes press print and it becomes a physical object or a ebook that you can purchase. So that's pretty damn exciting. In it, the key messages are about the power of perspective. How we see is how we be. And if we're going to be successful as leaders, we absolutely need to expand our perspective and practice wisdom and compassion. So this book is all about doing that through the lens of dealing with the tough stuff of people stuff. And no doubt about it, leaders find people stuff challenging. Um, no matter who you are as a leader, there's always something difficult that you need to contend with. So this book tackles some of that, gives us some practical frameworks on how to deal with emotional people, how to deal with backbiting, how to deal with the, the critic and the underminer. So that's got some pretty cool stuff in it. What else? Oh, um, I have programs, team stuff and leadership are, and leadership stuff programs are all available in micro masterclasses online, meaning that I can host you and your team and run some masterclasses virtually through Zoom. Uh, and then once the doors open up, we can gather in groups of 10, I think it is at the moment, depending on where you are in the country. So if you can't move and I can't move yet, I can come to you through the lens of the computer which is almost as good as having me live. Um, and it would be great to work with you. I have another program. I think this is something that you need to be thinking about whether you work with me or not. It's called The Reset. And in the next couple of weeks, as teams make sense of what's next for them, I think it's really important that we debrief what's happened. This is a major, major life and work experience that is happening globally. And I don't think we can underestimate how much of a toll it's taken on people. So we need to process that with our people. We need to sit and say, hey, how has it been for you? How have you coped? What has this meant for you? What have you learned? Um, what are you grieving over? What are you looking forward to? What do you want new in, in where we're going in the future? So I've developed a little facilitation program to help you and your team 
do that? How do you reset as a team so that you can catch your breath? Because I hear from leaders that they're completely exhausted. And we need to do something about that. And I think there's no end, end line in sight. So what we need to do is make that end line ourselves so that we can put a box around this experience and help us feel like we're actually getting momentum and traction, getting through it all. Okay. All right. So let me tell you about some of the amazing leaders we've got coming up on the show. So over the past couple months, I've been really interviewing a lot of experts. I've shifted focus a little bit. And the next suite of guests are all on the ground, doing it kind of leaders. <laughs> that sounds really dodgy. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. These are leaders who are have leadership roles in their organizations. And here's a handful of them coming up. I've got uh, leaders of an, uh, of an association, membership organization, a agribusiness um, leader, Ian Taylor from the Cotton Research and Development Corporation. I've got leaders in recruitment. I have leaders in construction. I have a, a local council leader. I have CEOs of not-for-profits coming on board. I've got, uh, let me see, I've got another agribusiness leader. I've got a vice chancellor of a university and I've got an IT business leader, a global business leader as well. So some really awesome interviews um, from people telling it real, how it is on the ground and the leadership insights they've experienced through their own life experience. So I know from uh, past episodes, these are the most popular shows. And I'm really excited to share these leaders with you. You wouldn't necessarily otherwise get access to and to hear what it is really like to run an organization or run a team and to come up against the tough stuff and how you make sense of failure and how you come up with your own leadership philosophy and make sense of the world as a leader. All right. So that's all the good, juicy, goodness, wonderfulness coming up on the show. Um, I do hope you like it. A couple of things. I'd love to hear from you. I love uh, coming across listeners who give me feedback and tell me about the show. Uh, and they, they show up in all sorts of different places. In my running group, I was running along and and uh, having a chat with the people I was running with. And uh, Nerida, thank you, Nerida. <laughs> Nerida says, you're so different on your podcast. <laughs> I think, really? I'm still the same human. Um, but what she meant was I, I was in the middle of telling story and dropping a, a few swear words here, there, and everywhere. I tried to keep it a little bit clean on the show, you know. Uh, but in any case, it's nice to hear feedback like that and what people are really enjoying about the show. So if you've got a comment, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. It's zoe at intercompass.com.au or drop a comment on the Facebook page. The link is always in the show notes. Um, be life, love to hear your insights about what you've taken out of the show. So questions from any of the authors or experts or leaders that we've had. Okay, that's it for me. Uh, that was our solo sewed. Solo sewed. <laughs> we are aiming to do these about once a month to keep you update, um, to give you my insight and perspective of what I think is going on in the world. And in the meantime, look after yourselves and look after each other. Live well and lead well.